Now the whole world had one language and a common speech. As men moved eastward, they found a plain in Shinar and settled there. They said to each other, Come, let's make bricks and bake them thoroughly. They used brick instead of stone and tar for mortar. Then they said, Come, let us build ourselves a city with a tower that reaches to the heavens, so that we may make a name for ourselves and not be scattered over the face of the whole earth. But the Lord came down to see the city and the tower that the men were building. The Lord said, If as one people speaking the same language they have begun to do this, then nothing they plan to do will be impossible for them. Come, let us go down and confuse their language so they will not understand each other. So the Lord scattered them from there over all the earth, and they stopped building the city. That is why it was called Babel. And that's when God created English language teachers. <laughs> you should have seen his face. He was all like concentrating on it and everything. It's hard. 68! Hey everybody, welcome back to the show here. I am Scott. And I am Scott Duarte on this and Chanel on that. If that doesn't get us some fan or hate mail, I don't know what will. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So. But as always, there's a reasoning, which we will tell you in, in a little while. But yes. uh, shall then, we motor on? Welcome to episode 68. Yes, yes, yes. We're cruising right up there. Are we, uh, that and, yeah? Yeah. Two minutes news! out of the news. Go for it. Um, got nothing. Yeah? Nothing on this end. And not much over here either. So, <laughs> it's, uh, hot, sweaty, and muggy, and nasty, and, uh, welcome And to rainy summer. season. Yeah. In yep. Japan. Yep. So, the humidity is out, and so, um... Me no go outside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I do have news. I do yeah. have news. Okay. Um, my students, their uh, initial interviews are up on YouTube. Yeah. Uh, so you can go um, type in K-G-U-I-E-S-A under YouTube search for our uh, channel and subscribe to that and watch them. Or you can go onto iTunes under ESL. Uh, slash communicative English musings, or you can just type in my name, Scott Duarte, in the podcast directory search or iTunes store search, and or just on a nearby typewriter. Exactly. Well, on a computer. Google uh, it. Google it. It comes up. Does it really? Yes, it does. Yeah. How do you know? Because I Google it yourself? every day. <laughs> no, when I first started doing my my site, I would I would Google and see what would come up for my. Uh-huh. Uh, name, see if I was a nobody or a somebody, yeah. and, and then I wanted I wanted it to be well. I was like number ten or oh. number seven, maybe was the highest, and then I really wanted to get to be number one because right, right, there's right. a musician, a Scott Duarte musician, uh, and and well, you're also competing with uh, Duarte Design, who uh, we've talked about Gar Reynolds a number of times on mm -hmm. on this show. 
and Duarte Design is the one that ha helped him do his book uh, and helped do you know put yeah. the stuff together. So a lot of the presentation stuff goes through that. I forget what the dude's name is, and I forget what the lady's name is too. But they're named Duarte. <laughs> so I just I wanted to um, I don't know if you just type in Duarte how far I am on the list, but Scott Duarte now I'm number one. Nice through ten or something. Sweet. I have saturated the market on that. Yes. Yay. So if people wanted to get a hold of you, how would they do so? They could email me at scottduarte, S-C-O-T-T-D-U-A-R-T-E, at education.org, E-D-G-Y-C-A-T-I-O-N.org. Yay. What about you? How can they uh, get in touch with they you? They can get in touch with me by going to the website and clicking on the My Chingo button and leaving a voice message, or... For those uh, who don't have microphones or don't like the sound of their voice ever, um, you may also send me email at scott at education.org. The end. <laughs> um, that was pretty smooth this it time. Was, it was. Well, you know, practice. <laughs> By episode 68, we're pretty good <laughs> we're at almost, that. Almost, yeah, almost up to... Don't uh, worry, we'll still fumble it next time. Yes. So. Um, yeah. So that's it. So what was with that uh, story you you were telling? Well, that came from a little old book titled The Good Book, the Bible, Genesis. I think it's ever been titled The Good Book. No, maybe, maybe, it. maybe. But uh, the Bible from Genesis, and it's about the uh, story of the Tower of Babel. Babel. Babel, Babel, And Babel. so the whole reason why, well, that was the little ESL or, e, or just language teacher joke yes. in there. And it was but a long way to go for it, too. It was a long way, but I think it was <laughs> worth it. I think it just kind of sailed right on in. Hopefully you're still listening. <laughs> um, yeah, so the, but, it, but, how does it tie into today's thing? Okay, today's thing is we were, we were thinking of um, what's really needed for language teachers and ESL teachers and teachers in general, and we came up with our Ten Commandments of Teaching in the classroom. Yep. Yeah. So I had been listening to NPR's This American Life, and they did a show on uh, on the Ten Commandments recently within the last couple of weeks. And uh, I was like, oh, you know, I bet we could do that for... Uh, we could steal that. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so absolutely. Um, and because he had mentioned there's, you know, there's all these Ten Commandments, Ten Rules, Top Tens, whatever, for stuff. And so I'm like, well, you know, we can try to talk like that <laughs> all educated and yeah. everything education <laughs> so we got uh 10 rules handed down from <laughs> scott's that's right <clears throat> scott's went up to the mount and came back with a little a parchment wrinkly piece of paper <laughs> <laughs> a bar napkin and uh... <laughs> so, so we got a drum roll are we, are, we, are we doing Dave or are we doing Bible? Huh? Or little Dave's Letterman? Dave's? Oh. Top 10? Or are we doing... Let's save the drum roll for the important ones. Town oh, okay. The end, okay. Because otherwise people will be like tired of drums. That's true. Okay. And Scott and Scott decreed yes. number 10. Keepeth some time as thou own. Yes. Thy own. Thine own, perhaps. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
go this into is, it. This is uh, <clears throat> a lot of times we can get as teachers, we can get really caught up in what's going on in the classroom and and forget what you know that we have a life outside of school. We do. Yeah. See. <laughs> um, and so you know, this is kind of my thing to help me keep from getting burned out. Make sure I got other stuff going on outside that has absolutely nothing to do with school or education or right. stuff like that. So, you know, just to kind of keep myself sane and stuff like that. Personally, I, I do, you know, spend a lot of my extra time on, uh, on Aikido, um, here in school. I hope that microphone isn't that good, but, um, we'll see. Um, <clears throat> so ha have a hop, find a hobby, yeah. um, find something that, outside of school that that can make you happy take take your mind off of the job and yeah. just relax you chill you out yep yep so if uh if you got a family spend family time and if you got a family find extra time away from them too because <laughs> you know because yes you gotta, you gotta have alone time that's right um that's... yeah so. i mean yeah and i think i've mentioned this on earlier uh webisodes that, uh, shows, 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 web, web shows. shows me the money <laughs> that I read a book in um, French. Exactly. No, it wasn't English. It was in grad school. And I don't remember the title of it, but it was talking about super teachers. And this teacher was a super teacher and it kind of uh, not ruined her marriage, but took a huge toll on her marriage and her family life to giving as much as she gave to her students and she was an amazing teacher mm -hmm. and uh, her students were very very lucky to have her right but it it seemed like she didn't want to really have a life outside right right and um and it has to be a balance i mean um i've said a couple of times not here on the show but you know just out in between classes and stuff i've heard them yeah um <laughs> that uh you know there are no emergencies in education um, nobody's going to die because of lack of speaking. Well, actually, that's not true. <laughs> yeah. If you're in New York, you might have a different take on it. You know, because but, not knowing a gerund from an infinitive. Yeah, yeah. Because they don't get the, the article right, whether it's a uh, you know, specific article or unspecified. You know, nobody's nobody's going to – the world's not going to end because of that, I hope. <laughs> because uh, if it does that would be really funny for me <laughs> everybody be coming up on the way to you know hell and be like i told you so oh man oh not yes. the <laughs> come on okay so that was number 10 it's a bomb not the bomb, <laughs> a -bomb, not the bomb. which uh so number 10 leads us into number nine number 10 was about keeping time for yourself away from school 10 is to leave 5 to 10 minutes before class begins to, to find thou zen. We'll, we'll go back to it. Thine. Thine zen. Thou shalt take 5 minutes of thine own to find thyself. <laughs> which, which is really important because this is one part of my academic life that I really need to work on. I mm. have students who usually in my office, whether they're editing or doing whatever, um, right up until the bell rings. And I just basically have to say, okay, get out. Let me find my head, find my thinking. Because if I just 
rush out of that office, I know I'm going to forget something. Always. I know I'm going to have to run back during class, which is horrible. It's happened just only uh, one time in Every, my whole yeah. career. Yeah, but and it was, but it was a terrible experience. Exactly, it Marked traumatized me. Yeah, yeah. And so you, I need... wouldn't know. I've never had that problem. <laughs> you, you need five, ten minutes, uh, maybe a little longer for some people, to just clear your mind, think about. You've already planned ahead for the class, but to to. Get the, what papers do you need? What, do you have all the supplies necessary? And all of that before you leave your little refuge and head off to the classroom. Yep. Yeah, it's kind of, you know, take a mental checklist, take a couple breaths. That way you're not rushing in and being all stressy. Exactly. Okay. Um, Dun, dun, dun. (laughs) Eight. Test thou AV equipment. (laughs) <laughs> thou shalt test the av equipment equipment yes almost Dude, you should you you start right, reading read them you're right. much better at this okay yes talk. so test equipment av <laughs> which i mean take the five to ten minutes to clear your mind and then take another five to ten <laughs> minutes to get there before the students do to check your av equipment make sure that everything is in working condition yes and if you're going to be trying something new you need to go in a couple of days before into that particular room and hook everything up and run it from from top to bottom alpha to omega ah see Mm. there's another Thai funny Ah. (laughs) Um, to make sure that uh you can that everything works because it sucks when you get to class um, we have a YouTube issue here on campus currently, and it doesn't work. And the first day of class this semester, I walked in and, oh, it'll be fine. No problem. Not thinking about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, no w- problem. <laughs> Big it, problem. It not work good. But, I mean, even if you are fortunate enough to have, I don't know if that went through, fortunate enough to have your own uh, desktop computer, if you're at a university and then you switch to a laptop, mm-hmm. test it out on the laptop. It might work perfectly on your desktop, right. and then some little glitch makes it. There's some file not work, yeah, yeah. A, and it could even be as simple as you don't have the same fonts loaded in on the desktop as you do on the laptop. Mm-hmm. And so when you move it over, whatever program you're using says, "Yeah, I don't know that one, so I'm going to change it." And changing fonts can jack up the entire format of right. a, a document. And uh, when you're when you are tuning your students out for you know making not sure not being prepared and yeah, yes. careful because that can come back and uh, bite you a, in the hiney. Yep. Okay. Cool. Number seven. Number seven. Thou shalt be flexible. Yoga. <laughs> Yogurt. Mmm. <laughs> So, um, when with this one, you know, it, the, the idea is, you know, shuck and dodge as as necessary. If if you do didn't get a chance to take uh, advantage of number eight and test your AV equipment, <laughs> then you do need to be real flexible because you're you're stuck. And so, um, same thing, same thing with the rest of the situations that can come up in class. Um, you know, you can talk about, you know, 
what are your class rules but you know stay stay reasonably uh reasonably uh, well stay flexible <laughs> <laughs> um you know if something comes up then deal with it and, and move on and and don't dwell on a lot of stuff i mean um sometimes you need to bend the rules sometimes i don't think you should really ever break your own classroom rules but you know sometimes there are sometimes there are issues right so. right and um it, it's not just with av equipment it can be anything i mean there's always no matter how much you plan there's always kinks in it yep and if you're not flexible if you're if you're not fluid you just get stuck behind that obstacle that roadblock and you can't figure out how to go around it or how to uh, substitute something for right, it. Right. And so it's really, really um, becomes a problem. And, I mean, that leads to another. It's not going to be on the list because I didn't write it on the list, but it goes hand in hand. Never let the students see you sweat. Yes. I mean, yeah, something could be a huge problem, but play it off. Yeah, if you, if you can pass off that that was how you planned it to be, the students 99% of the time will not have any idea that it was supposed to go a different way. Exactly. Unless you tell them. So, you know, don't, oh, no, it's not working, blah, 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 whatever. But, but. even, I mean, you can even go to and say, oh, you know, we got this problem. This isn't going to work. Okay, let's move on to, and it's part of the flexible flexibility of it, but just... Think on your feet, move to the next thing, and go in that direction. Right. Don't hesitate. Yep. Because then the students will start losing confidence, and if it's something that constantly happens, then right. they're not going. They're going to lose their respect uh, in you as a teacher. Right. Right. So commit when you you know when you do it. Commit. And it's it's a lot easier, I think, for veteran teachers. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I well, think. Well, there's more in the bag. Yeah. You know, the, you can always whip something out. Well, well, there's more in the bag, and then there's just a confidence factor. Right. Knowing that you are in control in the classroom, and no matter what happens, you are still in charge. And it's it's leadership um, initiative, I yep. think. Yep. Okay. <laughs> Six. Um, thou shalt steal from other steal ideas from other teachers when you see that theyest workest. <laughs> Besteth. Besteth. <laughs> the way I wrote this originally was a little easier to understand. <laughs> thou shalt steal good ideas from other teachers, and thou shalt have no guilt. I like the no guilt part. Mm. I mean, you don't want to steal an idea and then publish it as your own and get all take all the credit. Yeah, that's not what that's not what this is talking about. This is talking about classroom stuff. Um this is talking about you see a particular way, well like when John came in and and talked to us about how he memorizes his students mm -hmm. names, those kind of ideas. Right. Not not stealing research. Right. You know, that is you need closet and sandbags and rubber hoses <laughs> and stuff, because um, that's a different ball game. But um, when you're talking about for the for the good of the students, you know, if like Scott's ideas about uh, the video podcasting and stuff like that, and you how how yeah, that please comes steal in, it. 
yeah please steal it project-based ideas you know get in there use it when you find something that works well yeah i mean education and esl has been around for so long you really you don't need to reinvent the wheel for most things right um find what works and use that and then tweak it you don't have to invent a new wheel just make it better and so, I mean, it's very important. And really, colleagues should be openly sharing their ideas right. with what works and what doesn't work. I have one colleague, a, a good friend of mine, and he came up, as far as we can tell, he came up with this great idea. And he's just been holding it, holding it is for eventually when he will publish it. Well, it's mm-hmm. been 10, 10, 12, 13 years now that I've known about this idea. And it's like, when I'm doing teacher training, no, I'm teaching them (laughs) that thing. I'm not telling them to go out and publish it in their own textbook, but use it because it's a really great activity and you shouldn't be holding it and hoarding it. Right, right. And if I'm a bad person, so be it. You're you're a teacher. You aren't going to get rich. Exactly, exactly. If you wanted to be rich, you wouldn't have gone into teaching. Okay, here we go. Number five, Commandment five. Well, it's not the same. Uh, <laughs> thou shalt respect the students as... You would have them respecteth you, thou. <laughs> respecteth thou. Thyme? Thyme. Isn't that a spice? It, it's close to one. <laughs> Point. Respect the students <laughs> and they will respect you back. Exactly. I mean, if, if you talk down to them... Don't be shocked when they start talking back to you. Right. And I mean, it's it, it's hard in some parts, especially if you're teaching high school and things like that. You want to kind of get to their level so that they can identify with you and you remove um, one aspect of a teacher-student relationship. Right. Yeah, one aspect, is, yeah, not the whole is, thing. This is the, the corollary for this is you can be friendly but you are not friends. Yes. Um, and but you know it, this this type of respect is uh, I, you will listen to me and I will listen to you and and I will not talk while you're talking and you will not talk while I'm talking and um, you know you're an adult. Well, uh, the upper part of high school right. and in university, you're an adult. This is what you must do, and I expect you to do that because. I'm going to treat you as an adult. Now, right. if I go into the classroom and treat my my 20-year-old students as though they were eight, um, I'm not going. I should. I have no right to get mad when they give you eight-year-old work back. Right. You know, and so I see that a lot in Japan. P- teachers are like, "Oh, my students are so immature," and I think, you know, and so I have to hand feed them everything. Well, if you don't hand feed them everything and treat them like they're 12, then they won't probably act like they're right. 12. Right. I think most students will rise to the level that you treat them. Absolutely. And um, they'll have more enjoyment in the class mm-hmm. because they think that you see them as adults, yep. um, whether they are or not. Mm-hmm. And um, it just it takes the class to a next to the next level, I yeah. think. And, and you know, kind of keep in mind, even in the ESL classroom, you could be teaching, You could those students may want to be ESL teachers later on in right. their home countries. And so you want to show them how to do it right. And 
because we remember the way our teachers treated us and we feel that that is the way it should be done for the most part <laughs> i mean well yeah i mean there's kind of were an exception but right, you know, right a lot right. of the a lot of teachers here in their 50s and 60s in particular well it was when back in the day we i had to climb uphill both ways, ways with no shoes in the snow, snow. With a, oh, never mind. <laughs> anyway, but that's the idea. I mean, you know, take take and uh, teach, treat your treat your students with respect, and you will get that back. Exactly. Okay, le moving on, moving down, moving down, moving down. No, oh, okay. <laughs> Number four, thou shalt never issue a challenge that. You thou. are not prepared. Thou <laughs> isn't prepared. I was doing so well in rehearsal. Thou shalt not issue a challenge that thou cannot ist keep. Yes. What did I say? <laughs> <laughs> don't don't challenge a student unless you're prepared to follow it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. A, a threat is only so good as uh, what's back in it. Right, right. Yeah. So if you keep saying. Uh, if you talk again, I'm going to give you homework. If you talk again, I'm going to give you homework. If you talk again, I'm going to give you homework. It's just going to be on that loop, and the students will know that your eyes are brown because you have poo-poo up to there. <laughs> um, not, not, you know, you, it, if you're going to make a threat, you got to do it. And right. this also goes for the other side, not just classroom discipline. If, if you say to a group of students, all right, the person who reads the most books over the summer and can document it uh, will get a $100 gift certificate for Bob's Yarn Barn. <laughs> then at the end of the summer, you better have... sweaters. Exactly. You better have you a, a gift certificate for Bob's Yarn Barn because you promised it. Right. There, yeah, um, that's a very good point. There's positive challenges, there's negative challenges, and you need to uphold all of them yep. if you issue them. Yep, it kind of... It, it follows the respect thing in that, you know, your word is your bond. And what is it? My voice is my passport. Verify me. <laughs> Anybody who can tell me what prints. movie that comes from, man. Uh, well, I got a sticker. I think there's a couple education magnets around. If you can tell me what movie that comes from. Okay, uh, you just issued you that challenge. I issued the challenge. I got the sticker on my refrigerator. Not the sticker, the magnet on my refrigerator. And if that's the last magnet that we have, it's, they get yeah, it. They get it. They get it. Um, I will take the. I will give you one week and uh, the first I correct will, answer. First, I was going to take random correct answer. Okay. Oh yeah. yeah. No, choose, that's good. That's good. That's good. Choose randomly from all the correct from the pile of correct answers I expect <laughs> to get. Um, I, then I will email you back and say what is your address, so I can mail that to you. And that postage will be far more expensive than that magnet. <laughs> no Unless you're in Japan, in which case I will hand it to you. Yes. <laughs> All right. Commandment three. Oh, now we're going to the drum. Uh, we don't have any crackling lightning, do we? That would be so much cooler. We got gasp. <gasps> That's not crackling lightning. No. There's. I'm thinking there's... something to... Biblical proportions here. Nope. Okay. <laughs> Thou shalt never lose thine cool unless it's calculated. <laughs> exactly. Yes. And this, this kind of rides with the whole don't issue a challenge 
um, unless you plan to keep it. It's really, really bad in the classroom, and, and students will really get upset, especially yeah. in Asia. They really get upset when you get upset at them. They don't yeah. understand why you're angry that they never do their homework or <laughs> only, uh, only 70% of the class show up at right. any time. Right. But, um, but sometimes, like the, the last part of it says, sometimes you need to get angry. Yeah. You need to show them that it's not acceptable, and by blowing up in a calculated fashion is sometimes the only way to get that message across. Yeah, and I, this isn't necessarily even screaming and throwing stuff. Don't do that. Um, Unless it's a student, it's, and you're strong. Yeah, it'd be pretty strong to throw a student. <laughs> um, but uh, the the scariest teachers for me when I was you know going through process were the ones that would lower their voice when they were angry mm -hmm. not the ones that would you know turn bright red and and scream and shout and carry on those were fun i liked <laughs> them teachers because we'd go in and it would be let's see how many buttons we can press today mm -hmm. and you don't want students doing that to you but the ones that are like john come here now, what, what, you know, that, that spoke in the very calm, mm -hmm. even, not, you know, assassination type yeah, of voice. Yeah. You know, and, you know, even out on the street, it's not the people who are, are in the bar, you know, if, if you go to the bar and there's somebody, rah, rah, you know, mm -hmm. shouting and stuff, that's not the one, that's not the dude I'm scared of. The dude I'm scared of. He's the one that calmly places his hand on your shoulder yeah, and, says, and says, walk with me. You, you and I have a problem, and I'm going to finish it right now. <laughs> and and then he just hits you in the throat. And <laughs> I would say, okay, it's finished. <laughs> it's finished. I'm sorry, sir. It will not happen again. <laughs> okay, how did we get from A to B? Uh, when you lose, when you, It's okay to get angry in the classroom, but you need to know why you're getting angry, you need to have a very specific reason. Right. And you need to not hold a grudge. And I think a lot of teachers, when they lose their cool, do hold a grudge. Mm -hmm. um, they're not, they're angry. They become angry at the person instead of at the behavior. Right. You know, and you need to be a little angry at the behavior if, if necessary. But overall, I, I would say don't lose your cool ever. You know, it's a, it's a safer way to go. It is a safer way, but <laughs> but well, but sometimes sometimes a class needs chewed out, right? You know, say you know, and the safest way, if you yell and and to keep it kind of towards the whole class is just say you know, look, this just happened, but it's not just and and name the kid who so that they know who did the behavior because they need to know what the behavior was right say he's not the only one that does this a lot of you do it if not all of you do it at some point mm -hmm. and it has to stop right right cool but make sure make sure you identify the behavior and that you know while you're doing your little blow up and you give uh, a way to, for it to be fixed Right. You know, a lot of times it's just reiterating the rule that you gave them at the beginning of the year, but but sometimes not. I hear drums. <gasps> that must mean we're at number two. So thou shalt admitest when thy... No. <laughs> thou shalt admit when wrong. <laughs> just cut out that whole thy thou thing. I only got two more to go. 
So w- if you're wrong, fess up. Exactly, and I think the students will respect you more for it. Yeah, yeah, and uh, you know, my whole my whole philosophy is, you know, teachers are human. Mm-hmm. We're not superhuman machines. We are guides on the sides, and so it's okay if we make a mistake, um, as long as we do as much as we can to fix it. Right. You know, um, this uh, you can take, and there are times to do it. I am I am not wrong, and you need to go sit the hell down and and shut up. Um, but when when you are wrong, you need to say, you know what, I'm wrong. I'm sorry. This is what I'm going to do to make it better. Right. This is how I'm going to try to fix it. This is how I'm going to make it up to you. Is that okay? Right. And if if you don't want to go to that full confessional extent, then you can always say, okay, you know, this is what happened. This is why I, I did it. I'm not saying it was the best that I did it, but this is why I did it. Right. But And in that situation, there's... there's um. You know, there's wrong. It's an implied yeah it, apology. Well, it's yeah, it's an it's not an apology. It's an explanation of of the choices that you make, and I think that's totally fine. And and the uh, the way that I had mentioned too is totally fine. But it's different situations that you're going to be coming across. True, to. true, true. And so you know, the both of them are good to have in your thing. Arsenal. But at the same time, you know, I want my students if if they do something that I explicitly told them, don't do this. Right. Um, then I, they need to be able to come up to me and say, hey, you know what? I did that. I'm sorry. This is how I'm going to fix it. Right. And, and if you never do it, by the example. And, and, you know, you might be the most perfect person in the world, but you will make mistakes that need amending I in the classroom. Not. I will not. Well, that's number one. Oh, yes. <laughs> make no mistakes. <laughs> number one, people named Scott do not make mistakes. <laughs> Ever. Real number one. Thou shalt lead by example. Period. Period. <laughs> you built it up a little too much. No, I don't think too much. That's the way them Bible folks talk. Uh, yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, in the classroom, it should be totally do as I do. Right, right. Well, and and that that particular commandment covers basically all the rest right um you know you're you're in the in the classroom showing students how to speak english mm-hmm. and so that also goes to you know for life lessons and everything else you know organizational skills right students see everything unfortunately yes <laughs> you know no very very true and i mean you cannot you cannot in 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 I don't know what the word in for, but in good faith, you cannot yell at students for being unprepared or yeah. forgetting their work or doing this if you are constantly doing it yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because again, that shows disrespect to the students, and so they are of course going to turn around and diss you back. Right. Um, so lead by example. Do your best, and uh, you know if if something comes up, then tell them. Look, you know, and just as just as you would expect them to tell you, look, I didn't get my homework done because of X, Y, Z. It's not a great excuse, but that is why I didn't do it. Right. Um, I give students an extra day to turn stuff in if they come fess up mm-hmm. um, the first time. 
you know, if it becomes a habit, that's an issue. But, right. But right. usually, I mean, usually they come, if they come and fess and confess and, and say, this is what I did and I mm -hmm. screwed up and I'm sorry to have disappointed you. I say, you know, takes a lot of guts to come and do that. Right. So I appreciate your candor. You have until tomorrow to give me whatever it was that, you know, whatever the assignment was. Um, or you it. get Old Testament I on them. I fed, I fed it to my dog. Not so much. <laughs> um, but yeah, lead by example. Yeah, I mean, one of the, the key points that I am always drilling into my students is your job is to be a student, especially freshmen. I mean, they don't have full-time jobs usually or high school. That is what their soul should be their, their main purpose. Not sole purpose, but main purpose. Right. And so I say, you're a student, that's your job, be prepared for your job. Have the basics and do the same. And so you should be doing the same. Right. Be prepared as a teacher and, and do your job well. Right. And if not, then fess up to it. Right, but... And if well, you need to, steal stuff from other people. <laughs> and if you need to, get mad. Oh, my gosh. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice recap. <laughs> um... There was something, though, that I was going to comment on, and now I can't remember. Fess up before that? I don't know. Do your job? Do your job. Oh, well, if you, if, you can, if you find that you're having to fess up to your students every day or every couple classes, um, you got an issue. Yeah. And, and you need to sit down and reassess how much time you're putting into stuff. And, uh, and then you go to commandment half, which is reflect upon your teaching and take notes. Yes. So and 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 make changes. Come to class prepared, all of that stuff. So, yeehaw! So that that sums up our show. I think I hear the music has kicked in. It has kicked in. Funny how that happened. Yes, it was <laughs> like from above, <laughs> or more to the side actually. But uh, so you can contact us. Uh, please go to the website and leave your commandments. Um, if there's anything that you felt that we missed that should have made top 10, uh, put them in the comments. You can get into the comments and you don't have to register for the site right now. Um, so go do that. Uh, the site is at www.edgycation.org. Uh, come check it out and leave us stuff. Yeah. You can email him at S-C-O-T-T-D-U-A-R-T-E at education.org. And you can email him at S-C-O-T-T at education.org. You know, we're going to confuse the hell out of people <laughs> with that. We said him. Yeah. We didn't say thine or thou or... Down? The... You're just making up words now. <laughs> All right. I need to go back to Sunday school. Learn I'm my, not my on biblical Sundays. pronouns. <laughs> all, all right, right folks. It's uh, 40 wheels out of here. You all have a good one. Take care, everyone. I need to make that fade a little better. You do need to make that fade. And we shouldn't be talking about this to yes. them, really. See you, everybody. So. <laughs>
Okay. V. V is should be others. So res- yes, yes. So respect the as you would have the respect thou. <laughs> and that'll be the joke right yeah, there. That'll, that'll work. We, we won't we won't practice any of these because that'll be half the fun. <laughs> 